0: Around the world, organizations appear to be catching on to cyber attacks faster, but that's not so in Asia-Pacific, where attackers still lurk in networks for well over a year before they're detected. And even after they're detected, organizations in Asia still have a problem completely kicking them out. I'm chatting today with Rob Vanderen, who's vice president with FireEye's Mandiant Forensics Unit for Asia-Pacific and Japan. For the first time, FireEye has put out its M-Trends report specifically for Asia, The evaluation isn't great and suggests that companies here are lagging behind their counterparts in Asia and the U.S. Rob, thank you for joining us.
1: Jeremy, it's a pleasure to be with you.
0: So one of the striking things in this report is that it's taking organizations in this region here more than 500 days to figure out that they've been attacked. Can you explain what you think is going on?
1: Look, there are several, uh, several items that are actually causing this uh, much longer median number of, uh, of days to be discovered, uh, or discovery of the attackers, Jeremy. Um, we find that the global number is actually getting better uh, year by year. We've been publishing this report now for a few years in a row globally, uh, as you mentioned the first time in Asia Pacific. So, by splitting out the uh, the actual APJ number, we found that the um, the discovery in APJ is still lasting a much longer time. Um, several reasons for that. First of all, people are not necessarily equipped, or organisations are not necessarily equipped with. The right tools and detection methods to actually identify attacker behavior, and that is not necessarily to blame on the organizations themselves. Uh, it is mostly due to the attackers becoming more and more um, advanced in the ways that they breach customers' networks, uh, get into government organizations, and actually find their way to uh, to hide themselves in those networks and, and and do their damage.
0: And so the report also notes that even if companies discover that they've been breached. Sometimes they have a real problem completely kicking the attackers out. Can you tell me what's going on with that?
1: Look, what we found is that in most cases, um, instant response done by organizations uh, is actually focusing on uh, the identified system where maybe a malware or another attacker evidence has been found or a suspect, uh, a file has been located or detected um and, and and most organizations actually take the uh, traditional way of, of responding to that incident by uh, by taking that and then s- uh, spidering out from that single system or server into the uh, into the connected devices around it unfortunately that the way that these uh, advanced attackers uh, are working nowadays they will actually move laterally through the network with the tools that they have um, uh, built for themselves and therefore, will be able to to harvest themselves uh, in like a, a very well hiding, a very good hiding place in systems uh, that are not necessarily directly connected to the point of entry into that network. So what that means is that uh, in order to eradicate these attackers uh, fully and totally, uh, you will have to find another way to actually sweep and in, and scan the whole network, all systems on that network, and definitely all endpoints on that network, to ensure that you find no other pieces of, um, of, of, of compromise, no other indicators of compromise, as we call that, uh, to ensure that uh, the attacker is not hiding in a place and then uh, getting activated uh, shortly after you have done your instant response in a traditional way.
0: And that's tricky because these attackers, once the initial exploit is done, and if that exploit isn't caught, the payload's delivered, these attackers appear to be legitimate users They're using tools and sort of methods that sort of mimic people within companies. Is that tricky to catch?
1: It is exactly one of the reasons uh, how these attackers are moving through the networks and and becoming a very unidentified uh, and and seemingly uh, part of the uh, internal organization or part of the internal user, uh, authorized users of an organization that they are moving uh, throughout. So that's indeed one of the key uh, reasons. Now. It is it is detectable and uh, and obviously within Mandiant we use uh, specific and proprietary tools to to detect that behavior uh, and see how attackers uh, might be moving laterally through the network and escalating privileges in order to get to the um, you know higher value targets within that network the servers with the uh, the more critical data the, the the areas of the, the payment systems or anything that it is that they are looking for uh, so it can be detected but in, in most cases uh, organizations themselves don't have the tools for uh, detecting that uh, and most uh, instant response organizations or security service providers are also using uh, the more traditional ways of um, uh, of detecting that so it, it's it's going to be uh, a, an ongoing challenge to um, uh, to identify those attackers and uh, that's where Mandiant is actually, you know, more and more focusing on on helping customers to uh, to overcome those challenges.
0: A lot of the news reports lately talk about data breaches in sort of Europe and the United States, and the reason for that is because those. Uh, regions in the U.S. have often have data breach notification laws, but in Asia we don't hear as much about data breaches. Can you tell me why those don't become public more often?
1: Yeah, look, I think it's exactly uh, the point that you touched upon. The disclosure laws on breaches uh, have been implemented by uh, by most governments uh, in the. In, in the Western world, uh, we see that happening here in Asia Pacific and Japan region as well, more and more, but it's happening too slowly. I think there's still a little bit of, of, of latency before that the realization sets in uh, that these things will actually help and assist in uh, in driving up the security of, of organizations and governments. Uh, and therefore, you know, we are talking uh, as an organization uh, to government advisors and to lobbyists to ensure that they understand uh, how much benefit there actually is in insisting and in, in, in implementing those uh, those disclosure laws.
0: Australia has been mulling uh, data breach notification legislation for some time and the government mm-hmm. is expected later this year to sort of resume that drive. Do you think in other countries in Asia Pacific as well will be moving towards a model where companies will have to disclose data breaches at least of a certain level? Look, we would certainly hope so. Uh,
1: I I think there is definitely uh, an understanding and and a recognition that this is important and and needs to be done uh, by uh, what what we would call the tier one countries in in, in Asia. You can certainly uh, count Japan and Singapore and New Zealand uh, and as well Australia, as you just mentioned before, as a part of that. I think in uh, in, in other countries, probably in Southeast Asia, uh, there's more consideration of uh, making sure that the business is run and there is going to be some advisory on uh, on, on security and, and breach disclosure, uh, but far from uh, making that uh, regulation and, and policy uh, to be implemented.
0: The report talks about some of the financial challenges that organizations face when trying to improve security. Does more money necessarily mean better security? And there are, the, there are some ways that you can suggest that organizations with smaller budgets things that they can do to increase their security posture
1: oh, that's a that's a very good question uh, Jeremy I think that the latter part um, I'll, I'll answer shortly but uh, the first part is definitely uh, any investment in security we believe is a, is a prioritized investment that uh, that an organization or a government should make more money obviously uh, towards the security budget, is going to be a good investment. Um, however, it's not necessarily going to prevent you uh, from being attacked or, or hacked by, uh, by persistent attackers or by targeted attacks. What we found is that uh, prevention is where most money is spent and that's a, a very good investment to make for organizations. But we believe that in the way that attackers work nowadays, specifically those targeted attacks that we have been uh, responding to for our customers around uh, the world and, and also here in APJ. More and more, it's important to invest in technology and capabilities in your organization that help you detect that uh, that breach rather than preventing it. And that's uh, leading to organizations uh, taking a, an approach of assumed breach in their security policies and strategies. And, and you see those organizations uh, changing their investment uh, uh, into uh, more detection capabilities and and competencies within the organization in order to help eradicate attackers uh, once they have identified their breach. Large financial organizations that we have been working with uh, globally, uh, investing uh, the lion's share of of a couple of hundred million dollars per year on that, and even those organizations get breached. So uh, it's it's not about you know the size of the budget only. I think it helps, but even small organizations uh, should be able to take a a much more offensive approach and and focus on those detection capabilities rather than just building a higher wall, which is uh, really mostly related only to uh, preventative uh, methods.
0: And is it about protecting your critical assets as well as knowing what is the most valuable Part of your organization or data, and protecting that the most, and prioritizing.
1: Yeah, look, I think that that's a good thing to do as a part of your security strategy for an organization. And we help organizations indeed look at all the angles and all the the, the parameters of, of an organization to uh, to develop security uh, strategies and security uh, implementation plans. We even help them uh, building organ uh, organizations uh, response capabilities. So I think uh, you know, like recommending uh, organizations to prioritize. Uh, uh, which elements to look at for the security strategy, Jeremy, is is really important. And and within Mandiant, we we do help uh, customers uh, with that uh, that important aspect of their uh, st- uh, security business. Uh, attackers will identify um, what target they're going for, and if this organization is targeted for, let's say, um, you know, like uh, research and development information of new designs for a device or let's say a car, uh, then they will go for that information and. Uh, Just putting a higher fence or or, a bigger wall around those particular critical assets of an organization is not sufficient. Thank you very much for joining us, Rob. You're more than welcome, Jeremy, uh, always, and uh, happy to speak to you today.
0: I've been speaking today with Rob Vanderen, who's vice president with FireEye's Mandiant Forensics Unit. We've been talking about why organizations in Asia-Pacific take a long time to discover data breaches. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Jeremy Kirk with Information Security Media Group.